Hey everybody, hope you're having a great week so far. Doug here, one of the host producers and creators of the Genre of Your Life podcast, bringing you another review roundup episode this week. I heard my last recent one that I put out a day or two ago. That was my review roundup episode. I was reviewing Five Nights at Freddy's as well as Dumb Money. I had a great time reviewing those, mov- oh, those both those movies on the show. This one I'm super looking forward to reviewing. It is uh, Alexander Payne's new movie, uh, The Holdovers, starring uh, Paul Giamatti, Devine Joyne Randolph, and the newcomer, Dominic Sessa. I absolutely love, love, love this movie. I adore it. It's easily my top 10 of the year so far. Probably my top 5 of the year so far. I just truly, truly love this movie so much. I cannot wait to review this movie for you all on the show. But as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. We also have the full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether on YouTube or Spotify or Apple or, or Amazon, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, leave a, re- leave a review, leave a rating. It helps us out so much. You know, the past couple of months, past year, you know, we've been doing the show almost a year now come November, and the ongoing support from you all it means the world to us, whether we're doing the show, uh, the full full show, or my review roundup, or Nick and I are doing our, you know, out of theater reactions. Uh, the response and love has been very, very uh, rewarding. So we want to thank you all for the support this past year and more to come. You know, we're just getting started. We have a lot more to review with, before the 2023 ends and then going to New Year. So much more stuff coming out. So we hope you're enjoying the show. We enjoy making it. So as always, guys, thank you so much for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. But like I said, guys, I am here to review this week is Alexander Payne's new movie, The Holdovers. So Alexander Payne, if you don't know, he's done stuff like Sideways, uh, the, Send- the Descendants, um, as well as um, I guess was recent one. Oh, downsizing and a lot of other movies too. I'm not too familiar with his work except for downsizing. That was Matt Damon, where like you can you know shrink yourself to smaller to get. It was kind of like a political satire on like you know um, economics and you know the the world of like trying to like be more. Um, smart with your money, you know, smaller smaller things go a long way. Is what kind of the message was, and I was trying to just like kind of showcase of like yeah we we can do a lot more when we have a lot less um in a way or that's how i took it and you know what to me it, it didn't work for me it was a two and a half hour political satire that just to me probably dragged on i mean good i big matt damon fan i'm a huge um christoph waltz fan but it felt really flat i remember i almost saw that in theaters and i saw it on maybe amazon prime when it came out i was like oh this is kind of a disappointment because it's great it's a great premise um but yeah it's uh, it's not, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And I think it bit of a misfire too. I think it didn't. It did not do well, and it, and it cost a lot of money to make. I, I want to say, um, you know, let me see right now. I think it cost seventy mil, and it only made fifty five uh, worldwide. And that's seventy. At seventy mil, that's, that's before you know marketing, distribution, stuff like that. So that's almost hundred forty million dollars for a movie that, that did not perform too well or did not get the same kind of response, both critically or um, you know, uh, audience wise. So. Wasn't a huge fan of that movie because um, I've I've seen stuff again. I I know everyone loves Nebraska. I have not seen Nebraska. It's on my list. So it was the Descendants and as well as Sideways and Election. So I'm not too familiar with his work overall. But again, after seeing this movie, I want to watch all his stuff now. Kind of go back and kind of watch all his filmography. Um, I said I absolutely. So for some context, basically, it's set in the winter in 1970, upstate Massachusetts. Um, 
it's basically that time we know it's set in a boarding, sort of like a boarding school, and you know everyone's going home uh, for the Christmas, for the New Year's. But you know there are families, there are, there are kids that are stuck. Their, their parents or families are not able to do things during the holidays, or not allowed to bring them back. So uh, they're called the holdovers. Basically, it's the ones that don't go home during the winter break. And uh, Paul Giamatti is a, is a teacher there, a bit of a hard ass. Like he. A lot of his coworkers don't respect him. The head of the pro- head of the school doesn't respect him because he's too tough on these kids. But his point is, that, hey, I'm tough on these kids because I want them to get a proper education. Kind of like in the real world, no one's gonna be kind of holding your hand, you know, through everything. It's you got you got to learn some, you know, tough love basically. And so it's basically he's ripped he's rubbed into having the having he's basically now in charge of these kids. He was supposed to go home too, but now he's stuck watching these kids for the next two weeks at this boarding school because. He he got he got the he got chosen and it, it kind of, again it's the shittiest job that a teacher can get during uh, winter break but it is what it is but anyway he's stuck with these kids and um, he's kind of like responsible for the next two weeks and some of the kids are just kind of just like you know they're very obnoxious and very just kind of like this very this unhinged in a way but he's also there with the lead um, uh, cook uh, played by Devine Joy Randolph who I absolutely adore and love. Um, and she's kind of there too, because she's again, because she's uh, dealing with the loss in her life, and she's also kind of there for the holiday as well by choice. So she's kind, she's again, she's just there. So it kind of it follows these Paul Giamatti and these kids, and um, the the main cook, uh, main chef played by Devine Joan Randolph, and their two weeks uh, at the at at this boarding school uh, for the next two weeks, and kind of like the shenanigans go on, but. I don't want to spoil too much because I went in blind, but things happen pretty quickly. But again, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything for you all. I want you to go in blind. If you go in blind or go in, yeah, less, less you know, the better. Um, but it mostly follows uh, Devine Joy Randolph's character who plays the chef, the main chef, Paul Giamatti who plays the, the main prof- the, prof- the professor, and plays um, one of the kids played by Dominic Sessa, who was, I think this is his first big, this is his first big role, I want, I want to say. And it's just, it's from the movie, from the moment it begins, it starts off with like the old school rated R MPAA logo stuff like that, and the old school Focus Features logo. It's a it feels like movie out of the seventies for sure. I mean the way that um, Alexander Payne shot the movie on film and the grain, it truly feels like a time capsule from the seventies. Again, I wasn't born in the seventies, but I've seen plenty of films from the seventies and sixties and fifties. This movie has a really authentic feel. Of other movies I've seen from that from that time period, I think it was very genius what he was able to do that because kind of once you once he once once the movie begins, you kind of feel the setting of like where we are, what year it is, stuff like that, and it, it works effect it works super effective. But um, you know, right away, right away, I was like, okay, I, I know what we're in for. Um, so yes, their, their main characters, like I said, Paul Hunnam played by John Paul Giamatti, Mary Lamb played by Devine Joan Randolph, and the newcomer was one of the kids, uh, Angus Tully played by newcomer Dominic Sessa. And like I said, the moment the movie starts, you know what kind of vibe it's going to be. It's def- it definitely gives off Wes Anderson, um, Jason Reitman a little bit to, to a degree. Even some kind of like uh, John Hughes in there a little bit. But man, I the charm of the movie really starts off right away when you see Paul Giamatti, uh, who isn't the most charming guy, but like I grew up watching Paul Giamatti and all, and all these movies, one of my favorite actors, and he still is one of my favorite actors. And man, it's it's he really just like and it's it's his movie, but at the same time, like it's it's him, Dominic Sessa and Devine Joan Randolph, their movie, 
and just the vibe of the movie itself is it starts off just excellent excellent if you ask me like i said not too not too familiar with alexander payne's work and i only watched one of the trailers that joel sent me like over the summer and i watched like a snippet of it and I, that's it i want to watch this i don't want to watch it anymore i voted all the other trailers and marketing and you know tiktok ads and youtube ads i went in blind this is an original movie guys this is an original movie theatrical movie that is I give so much props to Focus Features and Universal for giving this lower budget, lower budget, mid-tier original movie a theatrical release. How how you heard me praise Dumb Money in the last episode? I really give props to the studios for actually taking the risk, taking taking the risk, but also just really just kind of like really believing in their original storytelling for the big screen. This could have been a Peacock movie, this could have been a Hulu movie or Netflix movie. But I really, really, really love the fact that Universal and Focus said, no, we believe in this movie. This, we're going to put this in theaters because we, we believe in original storytelling. How it does, we'll see. I hope it does really well. I think it's, gonna be a, I think it's, a, I think it's a limited release first, and then it's going to be like a wider release as the weeks go on. I'm hoping it does well because I really love seeing that studios and production companies are really still believing in the original storytelling for the big screen like this. That made me super, super happy because, it, again, I... It, it kind of restores my faith in lower budget original filmmaking where I think A24 is very winning that right now. But like the bigger studios, which Focus Features is part of Universal Pictures, uh, you know, Searchlight is part of Fox Searchlight or 20th Century Studios now owned by Disney. I really, really love that we are seeing, we are still seeing studios take a chance in original storytelling like this. Because again, this could have been an easily streaming movie or even a show at one point has a great script i i from the moment it starts you can tell this is gonna be a very kind of witty kind of script kind of witty dialogue which i love because it reminded me a lot of jason reitman films Wes anderson films a little bit of john hughes films and i'm like okay it's being true to the time period of the 70s but also is that making not that got that kind of cheesy dialogue that you know some some of those older older movies have it's very authentic in many different ways Paul Giamatti, man, this better get him the Oscar nomination or it will win because he is phenomenal in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I grew up on watching him from Big Fat Liar um, to stuff like Straight Outta Compton. You know, I, I mean, the guy's been part of my life for a long, long time. And as a kid, I despised him in uh, in uh, Big Fat Liar because he was the, the mean producer. Um, but even small roles like in uh, the the, tr- uh, the Truman Show, stuff like that, he's re- he's remarkable in this. And you know, he's again, I I want to watch now uh, 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 Sideways and all those movies. But man, I just am just really, really. I'm in, I was so in awe of his performance in this because it's 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 really one that like sticks with you. Or you can show like, wow, this dude is such an underrated actor. How has he not been like, uh, you know, awarded or nominated at least once? Because or he's um, sorry, he's been nominated for Cinderella Man, but has not won an Oscar yet. Because he is fantastic in this. This is again, like I said, it's you watch him. It's he. It's he does a thing so effortlessly and so flawlessly as an actor. It's like, you know, you know what kind of character he's gonna be just by watching him and the dialogue he's giving, the dialogue he has. And it's just the whole movie. It just really has. A, he's really just is showing how much of an amazing actor he is to this day. And the smallest things you pick up, whether it's some of his movements, some of his kind of like dialect with his students, it's or some of his mannerisms and his eye contact. It's just a masterclass in acting from his performance. And you sit there you're like, this guy is one of the best, and I think he's super underrated. 
even though I think he's the best, to me, Devine Joy Randolph, who plays the main chef in this um, movie, she is amazing. Oh my goodness. I have a huge shout out for her. Huge standout. She's the biggest standout, if you ask me. I think this, this for sure is Oscar worthy winning or even nominated because she is amazing this listen i've been a fan of her since office christmas party which i know is a movie that people are kind of like really i to me i saw it my freshman year of college and i was like this movie's fun man it's a lot of fun i really enjoy it for what it is it puts a smile on my face is it the best movie no is gonna win oscars no but for some reason i just love kind of really stupid dumb comedies like that or big ensemble comedies like that and for me Office Christmas Party works for me in so many different ways, which I know it's got critically panned and audience didn't like, like it as much. But for me, it worked. I, I truly love that movie for what it is. Uh, but her her performance, man, like, it's... Also, and she also for a show that wasn't that great, she was in the show called The Idol, which was uh, with uh, Lily Rose Depp and the, and the artist The Weeknd. It was curated by The Weeknd as well as uh, Sam Levinson, who did Euphoria. And if you don't know Euphoria, Euphoria is a very hard watch. Even for someone who's my age, 25, you watch, you're just like, yeah, it's a tough watch sometimes. You're just like, oh, man. But I know like a lot of older audiences can't connect with it because it's like it's it's too much. It, it is a lot. But they made a show called The Idol, and it's not good. I think if you hear my review of the show over the summer, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's pretty atrocious. It's not good. I mean, there's good music for sure. I think they were trying to be some good to be taken out of it, but overall, as a as a uh, series and as a story, it just does not work. It's a mess, and there's a lot of good performances that kind of go wasted. But to me, I think besides the music itself, Devine Joan Randolph, who plays like the manager of Lily Rose Depp in that show, she by far was the best part of that show, hundred percent, hundred percent, because you can tell she was trying to like salvage the show for what it is and what it was trying to say and be accomplished and it, it doesn't do anything that but to me when she was on screen i was invested because she has a huge presence that just kind of just like just cap you know just captures a screen and it's it's so it just it's 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 amazing and i think it's like you know testimony to her as an actor that she's been kind of just like growing and she's kind of just like taking on more roles getting more mainstream roles like this and but despite that show being bad she i thought she was phenomenal but in this, this is her role. This is her movie. And whenever she was on the screen, she was stealing every scene, every moment. And like I said, I was just in awe because like this movie's a dramedy. There's very high funny moments. There's a very low dramatic moments. And every time she's on screen, she just captures it. And she just comm- she commands your attention. She commands her performance. And she's really outshining her co- co-stars at that time. We're just like, wow, who is she? Who Who is this girl? Who is this woman? She is fan. Fantastic. And I really can't wait to see her get her praising this for this movie because she is phenomenal. Like I said, too, the newcomer, Dominic Sessa, I believe his name is, um, he reminds me of a great, uh, great of a younger um, Adam Brody. Uh, Adam Brody's been a lot of stuff. He was recently in Shazam. Um, what would, what would the biggest thing that Adam Brody has done that I could, like, Oh, he was in the show. The o- yeah, I didn't watch all the shows, but he was in the OC. He was in show. He was in uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. He's in the new. He's a new girl. He's done a lot of stuff. Like he's in. A, I think he's American Pie. I think he does stuff with Kevin Smith. He's a. It's a lot of stuff. He's a, he's a working actor. But if you look up, if you look up Adam Brody and this newcomer Dominic Sessa, it looks like a really younger version of him in so many ways. And the whole time I'm like, I'm looking at a young Adam Brody. So that was just how I saw it. How how, how what it reminded me of. But you know, for his first, ro- forget it, for a 
First time actor, this is his first role working with such a great performance from David Jordan Randolph and Paul Giamatti. He carries his own, man. He really does. And I was like, you know what? A lot of new coming, new coming talent, whether it's directors or filmmakers or writers or actors, actresses. When you, when your first, your first role, your first project is very important because you're kind of introducing yourself to the world of like, hey, here I am, I'm trying to establish myself as an, as an artist. Here's what I'm capable of. And to me, I thought he was fantastic. He really was great. Uh, he he really also he brings kind of like really his youth and vulnerability to him at times because you feel for him. What happens to him in his character and a little bit in the movie? Again, no spoilers. It's you feel for him at times. You really do. And he's he's capturing adolescence in this era of the '70s of like what does it mean to be a kid? Obviously, before technology, before cell phones and all this kind of stuff. It's it's how is this kid? How is this young man? St- uh, keeping himself entertained or how how is he getting through uh, uh boarding school and he really captures this kind of just like yeah, young adolescence but very rebellious too he's 17 or i think 17 i believe very rebellious very kind of just like curious but again he's only a kid he thinks he knows everything but he doesn't but again the the layers of that he goes through in the movie too is very just like wow and then the way it unfolds too is like wow now it makes sense of why what is why his character the way he is love it like i said the, the chemistry between all three of them is fantastic it really works like i said i've seen a lot of movies this past year where i'm just like oh the chemistry in this movie is terrible i just don't believe it each one of them between three of them it's it's their movie equally but it's it's amazing to see how well they work together on screen because the chemistry is very very electrifying and it works in so many different ways and again it never feels dull never feels forced never feels like oh man it's so unbelievable it feels so authentic and natural that it makes you love the movie even more because Okay, I can see that. Oh, this seems seems believable, and the things they do together—that's believable, and it just works. I think it's I think it's very uh, kudos to the writing, but also to the direction from Alexander, Alexander Payne as well. That he knew how to get performances out of all three of them that really work together when they're on the same when they're, when, they're, when they're sharing the screen together, and it just works. It truly, truly works. This movie had me cracking out loud at times. Oh my goodness, there's been a lot of funny movies this year. Joyride, No Hard Feelings. Um, strays. This movie had me cracking out loud a lot of times. Yeah, it's not a full blown comedy, but when the humor is, when the the humor works for me a lot of times, what had me again? It's very awkward, kind of like um, cornball humor at times. But man, it really works. I was laughing out loud a lot, and I was, it, was, it was funny seeing the other people in the audience as well laughing the same way because it was because like, it was. A lot of it was just naturally funny. It wasn't like a oh, like kind of like physical humor or you know kind of like a cheap gag, but the humor just works. I think it was something that would definitely benefit from how the awkward things were in the movie. But whether it's from Devine Joy Randolph or Paul Giamatti, Dominic Sessa, the humor works really well between all three of them. When there's funny moments to be had with their characters, their humor works. It truly does. And I'm just like, man, this is hilarious. Again, it's not a full-blown comedy. But as a comedy itself, it really, truly works. And I was very surprised by that. Because not knowing too much about the movie, going in blind as possible, my gut, my gut was hurting at times because I was laughing so hard. When it's For a movie to handle both humor and emotional elements really well, it's a bit of a challenge, I would say. I, we've seen sometimes where the movie works better as a drama, works better as a comedy. And we're trying to mix. It only work, doesn't work out as well. The emotional and drama aspects of this movie really hit. It really hit. No spoilers. When things are being revealed about certain characters and what they're going through or what they went through, it, that's revealed. You're just like, oh, man, it hits you like a brick or it hits you in the stomach. You're just like, oh, what? 
and you you feel for them at times. You're just like, oh, man, I, wa- I want to see these people succeed and you know have a good life or have a or have a, just like you know a pop, good good holiday season. And it just hits you. And you, I I feel emotional times with certain characters. You know when they when they're feeling kind of low at Christmas or something that happened they're talking about something that happened to them at the beginning of the year. That's pretty pretty crucial to their to their character arcs. It hits, and I was like, man, it just. I was laughing a few minutes ago. Now I'm feeling sad. And the way that the movie was able to kind of like juggle both of those and you know mix them very well is a kudos alone. Because I think any other, I think a lot of directors have a problem kind of mixing the two or blending the both of the genres. But Payne, I was entertained. This does a great job of doing of doing both. And it, again, it just works. It works. It works. It works. And I say when the, when the humor works, it really works. I mean, drama and emotional aspects hit. They hit and they stick with you. I was, honestly, I saw this movie a couple of weeks ago, and I'm doing it now because it's coming out. You know, this week in our in our market, it's to me like I was still thinking about this movie a week or two later. I was like, wow, that part when this thing happens, or when she says this, or he says this, it just hit me, and I've not been not able to not think about it the past couple of weeks. It's been stuck in my mind the past couple of weeks, and I can't. And you want to see other movies or view other movies? I'm like, I'm still thinking about that one scene. In this in this part or this part in this movie, and it just really stuck with me in the past couple of weeks. I think again, it's a testament to the stu- to the production, to the to the cast, to the writing, to the direction. Um, what I love about this movie the most too is that it has layers. Each character, the storyline itself, their their arcs and their layers. It's like an onion. There's so many layers to their characters. Because at first you're kind of like, oh, it's going to be an annoying kid. He's going to be the hard-ass professor. She's going to be the kind of just like tough-ass cook that don't want to be there either. Um, but no, the way this movie unfolds throughout the entire movie, there's there's layers. It's an onion. The more you learn about these characters, the more you learn about their backstory, about them, and what they're going through, what they're going through mentally and physically, it just really reveals itself in a very natural and really beautiful way. Where I was like, wow, I, I'm learning more about these characters even at the end of the movie or midway through the movie than I was in the beginning. And the way it just paced, the way it's paced, the way it reveals itself, just it, it works in so many ways. You're just like, wow, I love characters that have more layers to them. That you, Again, you think you, think, you, think you know where they're going to be the whole, whole movie, but you don't. And you, you, you just, again, you see different sides of them throughout the entire movie that's like, wow, this is so rewarding because, you know, a lot of not characters are very written off as one dimensional or like oh yeah they're kind of this, they're the hard ass or they're they're kind of the tough jock or they're like this the the mean boss or whatever no like you just you learn more about these characters and you just really you just get to know them you kind of feel like you know them yourselves now after the course of this entire movie like I said the way that it's un- the way they unlayer these characters you know getting through their tough shell at first kind of the gooey nature of it all it really just is remarkable how it's like wow I'm I'm just I feel for these characters now. I'm learning more about them, and like I said, if a movie can has layers to it, and really kind of investing your characters, this is a movie that I would definitely say look at this movie as an example of how they're able to really reveal their characters, unlevel the layers, and their arcs are just really, really, really just like something to watch because this the movie starts off with certain arcs, and when the movie ends, you're just like, man, that was a really redeeming arc or that was a very rewarding arc to see them go on from this to this and again a lot of writers again i'm a I'm writer myself i can think we can, we can learn from this because it really shows depth and it shows like humanity in those characters they're not just written off it's kind of just like jokes it really shows some great depth to their characters and who they are and who they were as, as people like i said too cinematography is top tier 
like I said, the the way Alexander Payne's has the movie shot in certain frames and certain locations, it felt like a movie from the seventies. Again, I would love to hear people that that grew up in the seventies or no, watch a lot more movies in the seventies than I do. I want to see their reaction to this because like, I think they might have the same thing. Like, wow, this feels like a seventies movie that like a time capsule on point. Like, this was this movie shot in seventies and saved years later because it truly feels like that. The the way it's shot in film, the grain, the aspect ratio, and I think. I want to say it's four by three. I could be wrong, but it's a very more boxed in uh, aspect ratio, and it just gave the illusion of like this movie feels like such a natural, and it feels like it's from that from that time, and it didn't feel like too forced. Again, I, I love Stranger Things, and they do they, they do a great job, or even it they do a great job with like making it feel like an eighties nostalgia, or whatever. But to me, the nostalgia in this movie is done so well and so subtly that it doesn't have to be like a front. Oh, look, nostalgia, look, Game Boy, or this song, or this music, or this kind of coffee, whatever, or this logo. It, it's done so naturally that it it feels it feels timeless at times, which I really liked about it. Um, again, it gave me a lot of Wes Anderson. Like I said Wes Anderson, in a way, Wes Anderson, Jason Reitman movies like Juno and... Uh, up in the not up in the air, but like the the character study of these of these characters reminded me a lot of their filmmaking from Jason Reitman was was Anderson, and it reminded me a lot of movies like in a way kind of Breakfast Club, um, and a lot of John Hughes classics too. That I'm like, wow, I think Alexander Payne can stand on his own as a, as a filmmaker himself, but like I get I to me I get felt inspirations from other movies that maybe his fellow co- fellow filmmakers that he's bringing in f- to this movie, and like I said it, it's done very well. It's done with such love, and I said it's really a timeless movie. I feel like this movie might be play- ten years later. We're still talking about this movie years later because it's a, it feels like a very timeless movie. That's like about this. It's about people and how different we are sometimes, but at the same time we are we are similar and the interaction that we go through and like it's the weird time in your life that you might kind of like remember some certain things that happened to you. And I, I I love that about this movie. I really do. And also a little shout out to like remind me a little bit of Lady Bird in a way too. I think Greta Gerwig did a great job of like. Kind of capturing that time era, that time as well, uh, in her movie, and all kind of the quirkiness of adolescence and uh, religion a little bit, and you know, um, coming of age. And I think that Lady Bird and this movie would be a great double feature, if you ask me. So again, loved it, loved it, love it. And also, one thing about, I will say too, like I said, it's the production design, set design is awesome because, like I said, it feels again shot on location. I love that. How I praise the creator for that. I love that I'm seeing more movies shot on location and actual sets being built because, again, you know it's a green screen. You know it's a green screen. I think. Oh, I know that recently when I'm seeing a lot of movies of like, oh, it's definitely a green screen or at the soundstage somewhere in the studio. I love that this movie definitely used on location. You felt the cold. You felt the snow. You can see how damp and dirty and kind of like run down this school that they were in. It just felt authentic, it felt natural, it felt authentic, and it felt real. Again, I love them seeing more filmmakers going back to on-set, building sets, on-location, practical sets. Because, again, it's it's a very it's a very Hollywood thing, but it makes the magic of movies still alive. So, loved it, loved it, loved it. Also, quick quick shout-out to my dad's alma mater, Swarthmore. There was a Swarthmore reference. I'm like, oh, my dad went there. So, I'm like, quick shout-out to that school because we were there last month visiting friends and family. So, shout-out to Swarthmore. As much as I love this movie, I will say there were some cons. I know, I know. I've been praising this movie for, from the high he, from the high heavens. Uh, as much as I liked him, the newcomer Dominic Sessa, there are times where I think he's a bit overacting. I think it's not, not it's not you know to to his credit. Again, he's a new newcomer. 
I don't know how much work he has as, as a young actor or what he's done acting classes or whatever, but it's very intimidating to be on a set with a great filmmaker like Alexander Payne and great uh, actors like co-stars like Devine Dwayne Randolph and Paul Giamatti. I think there's I think there's times where he's a little bit too monotone, where he's talking like this, yeah, and this, and you know, yeah, yeah and this, yeah, yeah. It's very monotone, or it's not like it's he's not he's not trying something different. But I think you know what I'd give him credit because again, he's a new coming actor. He's this is his first big role. I think he's still finding his rhythm, but there are times where it was just like, all right, I think he's, over, he's kind of like too overacting of like what a kid that age would be like, if he, or if he's the same age as like as a character he's playing. There are times where it's like, okay, tame down a little, little bit, just, tame, just, just bring it down a little bit. You're kind of just like, you're at an eight, now you're at a fifteen. Like just like relax a little bit. So like I said, he's still finding his rhythm. He's an actor. I can't wait to see what he does next uh, as a young a young talent in this industry. There. There's I think there's a there's a reveal. Uh, there's, there's a reveal. There's, there's a reveal of them. I don't want to say what it is, but at the end there's a reveal of something similar between Paul Giamatti's character and Dominic Sessa's character, where I was like, huh, they're trying to say like, oh look, they are they are they are very similar despite their age difference and where they come from. I, I just thought that it, again, it was nice that they had that. But it kind of felt tacked on or in, in, included really too late in the movie where maybe if it was introduced maybe earlier on, it would have had more of like, okay, oh, I can see these comparisons now. But the way they kind of like reveal this one thing at towards the end of the movie, I thought that was kind of just felt just like kind of thrown in there kind of quickly. I'm like, oh, it's – I get what they're trying to say. It's, it's a very nice thing. But at the same time, it's like, oof, like they could have maybe used that earlier or utilized that earlier or made it more of a bigger deal. It kind of felt like it just – it's brought up and it's kind of just like, kind of like forgotten in a way. So I was like, okay, uh, I'm very big on like, ooh, if, if you're going to bring something up at the very end of the movie or towards the end, like a kind of a big reveal, make it count, make it matter, and make it like, okay, look, this is why we show that because X, Y, and Z. Awesome. But it's kind of like a, kind of like a throwaway scene. Again, if you blink or go to the bathroom, you're going to miss it. So I'm like, uh, it's, it would have been nice to have more of an emphasis on this certain thing. But, Again, I still like for what it is, but except if you, if you go to the bathroom, if you blink, you sneeze, whatever, or look look at look down your shoes, whatever, you're gonna miss it. It's a very quick, it's a very quick reveal. But if if that was if that was important to them, I would have brought it up. I would have included that earlier or shown more of like a natural thing of like, oh look, it's this him and I are these two characters are very similar, and here's why. So that was my little kind of like eh, uh, about it. Uh, and my last thing I will say though, there's something in the trailer. I probably you probably saw it too. <coughs> Excuse me. It's like happens to a an injury that happens to a character. The injury that happens to a character. It's a pretty pretty bad injury. Also, this is the 70s where you know the medicine that we have now and the technology that we have, technology that we have now was not was nowhere near what it was then or vice versa, whatever. It's but it happens really. It happens. It's a pretty major injury that I've had multiple times, unfortunately, because I'm a bit of a klutz. Um, it's severe injury, and then hours or day later, it's kind of gone. And I was kind of like, wait a second, I've had that injury. I've been there before. Wait a second. And I was kind of like, well, I guess. I mean, was that like big of an injury? I'm like, well, I don't know about all that. As someone who broke in his arms twice, unfortunately, and broken my foot, I've sprained my like pinky, hand, everything, sprained my ankle, whole thing. I have a bunch of injuries. It sucks. But it's like a severe injury happens to one of the characters and the next day, 
nope, the cast is gone, the sling is gone. I was like, wait a second. I've been injured before. No way that got healed up that quickly, especially in the 70s. So that's how I got like, uh, I don't know about all that one. But again, I might be a little nitpicking here. It's it is what it is. But I said, but with that said, I absolutely adore this movie. Please see this movie on the big screen. I think it's rolling out in theaters right this week or the week or this weekend or next week. They're doing a smaller release each week and then like a wider release during Thanksgiving. It feels like a, kind of like a Thanksgiving a holiday movie to a degree. The kind of the vibe and the snow and the setting. I love this movie. I really do. Easily my top ten of the year. My top five right now, I believe. See this movie because you're a you're supporting this amazing film, but you're supporting original filmmaking with three great actors. Uh, one who's been a, a pro at this for a couple for many years, who deserves kind of his flowers. Another one who's on the rise right now, Devine Joyne Randolph. And a third a newcomer, I think he's also really kind of be something special down the road as an actor. See this movie on the big screen. You won't regret it. It's fun to see. Also, too, with the strike still going, unfortunately. We don't have a lot coming out except for, like, maybe the Marvels coming out next week. But, like, you know, if you want to have a good time in the movies and, like, enjoy it, getting really good filmmaking, good storytelling, great characters, this is the movie for you. I cannot recommend it even – cannot recommend it more. I – Truly, truly adore this movie because I'm going to go watch more Alexander Payne movies this week, maybe this weekend and this in this month because I'm really I am very impressed by the direction from him and able to get all these kind of great story, all these great kind of characters from it. I hope it does well. Like I said I give a lot of props to Universal and Focus Features for really believing in original storytelling. Hope this is a trend for the new year. That hey, you know what? We still believe in lower budget, mid tier original filmmaking. How Sony did with Dumb Money, A24 does that still. Uh, again, even though even though it was a higher budget, you know, movie, the creator was original was original original story from a big studio. I love that. I'm hoping that's gonna be a trend of we're gonna see more original filmmaking from the studio system from the big companies because it's it's just refreshing to see a movie like this in the big screen that isn't an IP that isn't like based on a book or anything. It's an original movie. I give everyone kudos again. I hope this movie gets a lot of Oscar nominations or Oscar wins because it deserves it. Please, please, please see this movie. I, you will not regret it. It's a fantastic film. And again, I praise a lot of movies. This to me has been out. I've been in my mind for the past couple of weeks. I cannot stop thinking about it. I just love this movie so much. So, hope you guys enjoyed my review of the holdovers. Because I loved it. Um, we'll be, probably be back either this week or next week with a full show. Myself, Nick, and Joel. Hopefully Moses too. Again, like I said, we're going up on our one year anniversary of doing the show. That's crazy. You know. I remember this time last year, I was kind of pitching the show to the guys of like, hey, you know, hey, we should do a podcast. You know, I've studied so much podcasts the past couple of years, especially during COVID, of like, this inspired me. And then we're almost going on a year. I would say, I would say it's a year coming the next week or the week after that we've been doing this. And it's honestly been one of the biggest honors of my life. It's so special to me doing the show. And I hope, hope that you've been enjoying it as much as we've been making it. Um, so, yeah, guys, well, hope to hear you guys. Hope to. See you guys at the movies. Hope you guys enjoyed this movie. Hope you are enjoying our 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 reviews and our out of theater reactions. It means the world to us. But as always, guys, we will see you at the movies.